It's The Faith in Five with Keaton Gummerson. Hello, everybody. I am Keaton. Blah, blah, blah. I cannot speak today. Hello, everybody. I am Keaton. There we go. That's my name. Great job. Um, of Kinetic Catholic Ministries. Uh, I hope that you are having an absolutely wonderful day so far. I know that I am. It's always a little awkward trying to, like, make jokes on, on here. Because when I make jokes in my talks, I can, like, laugh about how nobody's laughing. And then it becomes, like, a joke in and of itself. But when, uh, but I don't know how you guys are taking this. You know what I mean? You guys are just hearing my voice. I can't hear you. I can't see you. So I have no idea what's going on. So hopefully you guys, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more lighthearted on the show. Hopefully it gets it across a little bit. Um, but in part one, I talked about how there's a lot of misconceptions with purgatory, how while the word purgatory itself is not in scripture, that does not mean that purgatory isn't in scripture, right? In part two, I talked about what purgatory is to begin with. In part three, I expanded on that and looked at some, uh, an example of, of purgatory being in scripture. Today, um, I, I want to just continue expanding on it. And I want to point out, right, we know purgatory's existence through scripture and tradition. And so tradition, like if I were to go through every single early church father writing that, that would be, that would, that would be a significant amount. There, there's, there's a lot and I am not the most genius PhD filled guy in the world. Um, hopefully maybe one day. Oh my goodness. I just had a voice crack. That was, I don't know what's with my energy for this episode, guys. I'm feeling something different. Anyway, goodness gracious. Anyway, point being, um, there's a lot, right? There's a lot of, of early church fathers writing about purgatory. The idea of, of being cleansed of sin after your death. Um, going all the way back to just hundreds of years after Christ, super, super close to the tradition of the apostles um, that we know it from. I want to look, uh, so I don't want to just ignore the tradition aspect of it when, when we're talking about it. That is absolutely there. For Protestants, again, who believe in Sola Scriptura, they kind of take out all tradition in general. Um, but there is a very, uh, there are a couple more examples of, of purgatory and scripture. What I want to look at is the, the kind of most direct, right? The most straightforward example of purgatory being talked about in scripture. And this is 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. And I think this one is easiest to picture, pick up on what it's saying. Um, and so in 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15, how to pull it up, we read, quote, for no other foundation can anyone lay other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, each man's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work which any man has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. No one really debates that this right here is a metaphor for the afterlife, right? I mean, that's what that's what a lot of scripture is, is it's um, maybe a little bit difficult to understand at first, confusing words. Oh, why can't it just directly say it? But it is great, right? It's the use of analogies, of, of using physical examples in order to better understand spiritual ones. In this case, right, that fire represents that purifying agent. And no one really debates that this is being talked about after death, right? And it's that last line. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. He himself will be saved, but only as through fire. We just give that a name, right? We call that purgatory, where it is difficult punishment, temporary punishment endured for our sins that we already know logically has to exist, right? That we know is present in scripture, that we know is present in tradition, 
and that we know um, we can absolutely uh, pray for those souls who are in purgatory and, and pray for the shortening of their suffering so that they may reach and, and achieve access to the eternal kingdom of heaven. And so with all of these misconceptions about purgatory and maybe, oh, it's associated with creepiness or, or evil, we have to understand the beauty that really is in the presence of purgatory. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Faith in Five. I hope that you all are having an absolutely wonderful day so far. I know that I am. This was Keaton of Kinetic Catholic Ministries, and I will see you all tomorrow. For more Keaton Gummerson, find him on YouTube or visit the Kinetic Catholic website at kineticministries.com.